You've just entered the Storyteller.net Amphitheater. Amphitheater. Good evening and welcome to StoryRise Goodyear. I'm Sean Bavala and you deserve a round of applause for coming out tonight. Give yourselves one. Thank you. To the inaugural kickoff event of this association between our organization, the Small Tooth Dog Publishing Group, and the City of Goodyear uh, Arts and Culture Commission and Parks and Rec and uh, the library, the Maricopa County Library District and other people who I may have forgotten in my list. Story Rise Goodyear is a combination of traditional storytelling and slam poetry, uh, personal telling that so you're going to hear a lot of different things here. Our storytellers this evening come from a wide variety of backgrounds and one of the things we're trying to do out here and uh, Galeen and I have had this conversation multiple times we're trying to grow our own so to speak and to also build storytellers out in the West Valley I'm looking for more people to tell and I will help train you and the workshops here every month will help train you so don't be shy we can help you with that <laughs> and make that work uh, would you please welcome Kim Porter The year is 2007, the location, Tempe Town Lake. The event is the such and such annual Southwest Salsa Festival, or challenge, or whatever it's called. <laughs> the characters are me, my husband, Ben, our two small children, and our friend, Tim. And the salsa. I think the salsa is a character in this story. And the chips, because the chips played a pivotal role. When we first got to the festival three hours ago, this place was crawling with corn chips. Every booth you went to were big bowls and the chips were like falling over into these little paper boats and they were falling out of that and they were falling onto the ground and getting trod into confetti. It was ridiculous. Three hours ago, when we first got to this festival, my husband and I split up. Not in a divorce way, but in a divide and conquer way, right? I took the kids over to the play area so they could bounce in that little bounce house and glue yarn to paper plates. And my husband and our friend Tim were going to go over to the kind of midway area and drink beer and taste some salsa. And then Ben was going to come and replace me and he was going to be with the kids and I was going to go off and have a taste of freedom and presumably some salsa, right? I mean, that's how it goes, right? When you got little kids, you got to enjoy your life in shifts, right? Like one of you is in the restaurant having a conversation with the kid and enjoying dinner, and the other one is outside that restaurant walking back and forth, chasing a toddler, trying to keep him out of the landscaping, and looking through the window like the little match girl, right? <laughs> but then the next day, that person is binging something on Netflix while the other one is in the bedroom reading The Little Engine That Could for the tenth time and trying to skip the pages without the kids noticing, right? Look, don't get me wrong, I love my kids. I love them the most when I've had a chance to miss them a little bit, though. And as a stay-at-home mom, I didn't ever get to miss my kids. So I'm mad at Ben when he comes back to the children's area because he took much longer than he said he would. And I'm kind of in general in a kind of a calcified state of resentment all the time these days, right? And I shove the diaper bag at him and I say something really mature like, well, thanks for coming, or something passive aggressive like that. And then I, I trot off to go taste some salsa with Tim. 
Only there aren't any chips. There are no chips. Tim and I, for the last half hour, were walking up and down booth after booth after booth. Lots of salsa left, nothing to eat it with. And every booth, I get a little bit madder at Ben. It's not really about the salsa, it's about the principal, right? But it's also a little bit about that salsa. And I finally just turn to Tim and I say, I didn't want to move to Arizona in the first place. <laughs> this is the curse I've been lashing him with, my husband, for the last two years since we left San Francisco and moved to Tempe, Arizona for his job, right? It's not his fault, but it feels like his fault. <laughs> Yes, I agreed to come, but I wasn't loving Arizona yet, you know? I was spending my days chasing kids around greasy McDonald play places and fending off invitations to parties that turned out to be some kind of like multi-level candle <laughs> sales marketing thing. But he had co-workers and he went to lunch and he got a paycheck and he wore nice clothes. I was lonely and isolated and bored and depressed and he was, he was more fulfilled than he had ever been. We were critically out of balance. And as far as I was concerned, he was going to owe me in perpetuity <laughs> or until something big shifted the balance and made us even again. So Tim and I are walking sadly through the salsa festival and I've just about given up hope that I'm ever going to get to taste even a bit of salsa when we come upon a booth that still has a few chips left. In retrospect, that might have been a sign. Above the booth, it said on the banner, it said something like atomic or turbo or blasting, something macho sounding like that, right? And uh, I don't care. I grab a chip, I grab the little paper cup, I'm about to take a bite. My friend Tim, he gets the chip, the little paper cup, we're about to take a bite. And the, the dude behind the man in the booth, he goes, he's young, he's like college age, he goes, I'll be warned, it's hot. And I'm like, Psh. I like hot. I like. I grew up in Texas. I mean, we used to eat jalapenos for sport, right? So I'm not afraid of heat. But what I really want to know is this. I turn to Tim and I say, Tim, did you and Ben try this? And he says, no. And I say, good. Because really what I want is I want to have something that Ben has never had. <laughs> and so I take a bite of this salsa. Okay, three things happen at once. The, my earwax liquefies and pours out the side of my head. My sinuses just empty, the contents just empty straight onto my upper lip. And my brain starts like crowding backwards like this, like it's trying to like escape out of the back of my head. And I have to put my hands like this and apply counter pressure because I really genuinely believe my skull is gonna crack open. And then in the next second, I go blind. Not fully blind, but like a tunnel vision. I could just see Tim, he's over there, his face is bright red, he's clutching at his heart, he's bent over him, but he's behind fireworks, so I can barely see him. And then in the next second, every, you know how they say that bodies are 98% water? Like, I believe it, right? Because in that moment, all the water in every cell of my body decided to quit me 
and it flooded out of every orifice and hole it could find. My face was... I was bent over water pouring out of my face. Like, you know in old movies from the 70s where they show, like, Brooklyn and they've opened up a fire hydrant and kids are, like, playing in the water? It was like that. Water was just pouring out of my face. And I started to feel this kind of uh, core, like there was a molten core in the middle of me. And all of my organs were like backing up, backing up, backing up. They were trying to like make some room around it like this. And I had this genuine sensation that if I weren't careful, I was going to reach a tipping point and my body was just going to burst and flip itself inside out, right? And I thought, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to go blind. I'm going to go deaf. And I'm gonna get, I'm gonna lose Tim. I'm gonna get I, separated. I'm gonna get swept out to sea in this crowd. So I'm clutching at Tim, and I'm saying, I need a drink of water. I need a drink of water. And he goes, I don't have any water. And I'm like, what kind of fools are we, right? Ah! I'm looking, trying to see if there's a stranger I could possibly beg some water off of. And every time anybody comes near the booth, I'm like, don't eat that salsa! I'm really mad. I'm like, I'm gonna die! And I don't mean it in the hyperbolic sense. I mean it in the organ failure sense. Like, I think I'm. I'm truly going to die and I have to get a drink and Tim and I start running running is generous because really it's more like zombie it's like uh, we're like lurching and we're just trying to make our way across this field to the beer tent but our faces are red and they're just like slick with mucus right so we're running across uh, and I get to the beer tent and I'm dragging Tim behind me and I just go straight to the front of the line I don't even I don't even wait I don't pay for anything I just take a beer that was meant for someone else right off the counter and I just pour it down my throat without even paying and if anything it makes it a little bit worse <laughs> and at that point there's nothing left to do but fling our bodies to the ground and thrash around in the dry grass and just hope that death will come quickly <laughs> it's another 20 minutes or so before the endorphins finally kick in enough that uh, the pain has subsided enough that we can sort of sit up and look at each other. And then there's like a whole nother era, a 20 minute era of us just going, and ho, and holy shit, and stuff like that at each other, right? And then I start to feel a little bit high, like uh, kind of elated, like I just had a near-death experience, but an experience that I would not wish upon my worst enemy. Oh. And then I have the meanest thought. Oh, for the first time in like two years, I feel myself genuinely smiling. And I say to Tim, Ah, oh, Tim, what if we bring some back for Ben? And Tim goes, No, that'd be cruel. You can't trick him like that. I'm like, No, 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 no. Look, I'm not going to trick him. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say, Ben, don't eat this. No matter what you do, don't eat it. It's way too hot. I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to trick you. Do not eat this salsa. It is way too hot. It almost killed us. It's horrible. Whatever you do, don't eat it. But I knew my husband, and I knew he would eat it. And to say that the sight of Ben writhing in pain was restorative to me would be an understatement, right? Yes, I cackled like a movie villain when he was begging strangers for water, but also I felt a little bit bad. I felt really bad because I knew what he was going through. I'd been through it myself. And as I watched him writhing around, I felt 
myself softened to him for the first time in a couple of years, and I thought, you know what? I think we're finally even again. Thank you. You're listening to the Story Rise podcast. All rights reserved. If you are already supporting this podcast with a monthly financial subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show and our live events possible, tap the link in the episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash storyrise to become a monthly supporter. Learn more about all our work at storyrise.com.